Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Tam Tam. What are you doing today on this lovely Tuesday morning? Oh, well, I've got to tell you, I started. What did you start, Roxy? I started not my period, but oh, it felt like it. I yeah. started improv. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Wow. So I, I, I rubbed, yeah, so close, but so far, I rubbed off on you in some way. You did, you did. And I will tell you that I definitely had the stress sweat, sweats under vagina? my arm. Yeah, in my vagina, in my eyeballs, under my arms, like the smelly kind. I was you like, you have like a big patch down there. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, when will this be over? When will it be over? Were you good? Um, I feel like I was like, I don't even know. I was like, all. I mean, probably not. Yeah. I feel like I was just all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I got to do this here and I got to do this yeah. there. And I got the, and your mind is just yeah. like jumping, jumping. And it teaches you about life, you know, about yeah. how to fail in front of everyone. Yes. So talking about not failing, yeah. you see that segue I did there? We have Violet Benson, <gasps> who is daddy issues on social media, social media. Violet um, Benson. And I have been following you for so, 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 so long. That's so flattering. Mm, Stop it. Thanks. And then I actually saw that you might have watched Pretty Little Liars back in the day. Um, Just all the seasons. Okay, so yeah, like, like, we're kind of, every episode. we're like old fangirling on each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I watched the whole, like everything, yeah. And I know like most of the girls from the show, except you, I guess. Well, do you want me to put my sunglasses on and pretend to touch you? <laughs> Go like this. Be like, are they real? Are they real? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love Pretty Little Eyes. I feel like I used to even make memes for it. Um, oh like for the longest time, I was making like a bunch of like funny memes about <gasps> about uh, the fact that we'll never figure out like who A is, never. you know? Uh, never. And Wait, we Tamar, never figured you should it out. tell us who A is. I think it was Spencer's twin, <gasps> no? I mean, I can't believe I'm like, I think. It's like I was part of the show for eight years. I think I just checked out at a certain point. I'm like, I don't even care who I is. It's not me. Um, can you do a meme for me as a as Jenna? Come on. Yeah. Come on. I mean, represent. I mean, I have to figure it out with like being politically correct because I'm not going to like make fun of you for being blind no. on the show. No. So like, I have to figure it out. Yeah. So I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Yes, for sure. <gasps> but at so- one point you got your sight back, right? I did. <laughs> I had had an operation in season three. I loved it because I like changed my hair color. I could show my face on camera. My eyes were binging out. Then they're like, no, it's short lived. Because remember that scene where the fly comes? Do you remember that scene? It's like, it's on my show reel. So I'll send it to you later. Um, The fly comes out and you think like, can she see? Can she not see? And like, I've got my sunglasses on and I like just smash that fly. Yeah. And I was, gotta see. And you're like, oh, she can see. And I remember. Wait, but you lose it again? I do. I lose it. The operation just seemingly doesn't work, which is kind yeah. of, I was like, oh, God. It's really, like, I get that. It's, like, really, it's based on true events. 
<laughs> Super truthful. I don't, it's like a bio. Um, maybe we should have more like Wait, the show it. is not based on a true story? I thought that was like my, that was my high school experience. You're right. I mean, totally, right? You always have like. How long Jenna were you guys in high school for? I've it was like for seven years. They all stayed in high school. I know. Age like one bit. And like I started at like up. 25 years old and I was like. 45 like, 39 they were super like into figuring out who a was they didn't have time to study so that's why the yeah. whole time they're figuring out like who a is they, they were repeating they were, like, every grade super yeah. seniors at this point totally. we have like glasses we can't see we have like a wrinkle yeah. on we're like we can't figure out who we're 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 like okay who gives a fuck who a is did you study for your math exam yeah, yeah. This is your third year in Algebra 1. You need to step it up. You need to pass this grade. Stop screwing each other and get to work. No. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't know this, but when the, like, we had a few of the actors uh, here to do the podcast, and they were kissing with tongue. What? Like, for the scenes, they were actually using their tongue oh, to kiss. And I never, I, well, I never did that. And now I missed out. Yeah, you really did miss so out. so much making out. I'm like, oh, I could have made out with, like, 26 people. Who would you have wanted to kiss the most on the show? Uh, I, funnily, when I was shooting it, no one, but like knowing Ian and how funny he is, probably Ian. Yeah. Oh. He's super cute. Yeah. I actually know Ian the longest and everyone so else. Great. He is so cute. He's so cute. Yeah, he pooped in a doggy bag. Did yeah. you hear about that? No, I did not. That He, he missed the dog park me. and ate like a bran muffin and like a milky latte. Yeah. And had to run to everyone a doggy poop bag and yeah. in his car. Yeah. In his car. Has that ever no. happened to you? Um, <laughs> I mean, never say never. Yeah. yeah. But so far, I've been lucky enough that it's never happened to me. But uh, good for Ian for <laughs> talking about it. It's funny because you said that you don't like to talk about poop. And for some reason, I'm very fixated <laughs> on that area, what comes out of that area, what goes into I that area. I can't talk about poop. I know I'm like literally putting on my earrings as we're talking. That's fine. But... <laughs> Everyone's like, the guest doesn't like talking on the podcast. She's silent. But you're really just putting things in your holes. Things in your holes. You're putting, th yeah. you're putting objects She's in your holes. Yeah. Actually getting ready for the day right now. Yeah. No, it's Drugs, because because I thought we weren't gonna I thought we we're gonna be wearing the headphones on. So I took off all the earrings. Uh, now we are not wearing the headphones on, so I'm putting the earrings on. Having fake nails on, especially this is like longer than my usual thing because apparently it's like the minute Kylie Jenner has a trend, everyone else follows and even you know people, they don't ask you, they just assume this is what you want. But it's my fault I wasn't paying attention. And anyway, my nails are super long because I'm so I'm such a person that I want everyone to like me because of what I do Same. for a living. They even the nail salon. Yeah. I don't realize that I'm flirting and the, my manicure guy would be like, okay, how long do you want him? Like, I don't know. How long, how long do you want it? What do you like? And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like my daddy issues just go so far. That, like, uh, see? Is this what you like? Okay. Uh, and now like I have super long nails. I literally can't do anything. I mean, talking about poop, I can't even yeah, wipe you, my how ass. Do wipe your, how do you wipe your butt? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Is it poop stuck in there? Ew. Obviously. <laughs> Ew. How do you know? Like, are you like really good about washing your hands? You have oh, coronavirus, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because I'm sick? Yeah. I have the coronavirus. Corona, I call canona. <laughs> I have the coronavirus. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, I, I, like, it takes me now 20 minutes to put an earring. I mean, while we were talking, I still can't put this earring inside my ear. Like, I don't know. How do you it's get just, anything done? I, yeah. it, I don't. It's, I'm over it. Like, I'm, I'm redoing my nails after this. Okay. Good. Wait, so the nails are fake, but are the boobs fake? You and I both know my tits are real. How Thank are they very so much? good? You know, okay, this is what it is. Okay. Tell us. <laughs> when I, I was born in Russia, and then, so I have Russian genes, just FYI. And then when I, I moved to Israel when I was one, and then Israel is really humid. So when I, 
in Israel, I was already like 5'8 by the time I was 12. Like I grew really fast, but I had crazy acne on my face, on my chest. <laughs> I'm allergic to you, sorry. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I get that. You're allergic to beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but so when I was like 12, I at that point, I was 5'8", so I was the tallest in my, in my grade between all the boys, but I had the craziest acne all over my face, all over my chest, all over my back, like so much acne, like even on my lips, like all mm-hmm. these blackheads and everything because it was so humid there. Mm-hmm. And I remember my chest kind of started to grow already like you know like when your chest is starting to grow your nipples like mine still haven't gotten there yet (laughs) mine kind of grow and then deflate then grow and then one's deflated right oh i get that i'm no i'm kidding i don't but that sucks for you um my right ones so it starts with your nipples so i remember no one in my grade was developing yet and i was so scared that i may grow tits that i decided to take tape yeah duct tape and I taped it all over all around like my chest to my back yeah. like basically was like a a little crop top made from tape and because I wanted to make my boobs stop growing and then I started putting heating pads on it like anything that I thought would help and like I'm just I'm 12 I don't know any better and then I remember one morning my mom came to wake me up and she was like Violeta wake up and suddenly she touched the tape and she was like <gasps> Violeta что это? which means what is that in Russian and I was like squash uh, the boobies <laughs> no i didn't want to tell her so i was like uh, i've been having massive back pains so i thought that would help me strain my back and she's like oh my god Viota, why don't you tell me so then she got me a back brace that i had to keep wearing okay, cool. because that's not even the point of why i have tits i just remember that part <laughs> but anyway it's a good story so i wore a back brace but then the point is when i was 14 moved to the u.s yeah. So maybe my t- my boobs started growing a little bit when I was 13. When I was 14, we came to America. And I don't know what happened. Maybe because I'm such an awkward child and I didn't really speak English. And I think God looked at me and he was like, damn, bitch, you're so awkward. You know what? You I'm going to make your life knockers. I'm going to make your life a little easier because I can tell it's going to be a little hard for you because <laughs> you're really weird. And he's like, OK, here's what. He's like, clear skin. I'm going to clear all your skin from your face to your chest yeah, to your back. Yeah. You'll never have to worry about that again. God's really People are going to start complimenting you about your skin. They're going to have no idea the fact that you were literally like a walking pimple. And you know what? Grow those cities. Here's some American milk with all your- <laughs> All the estrogen hormones. and the because, hormones. Because American milk has a lot of, of hormones course. in it. And I'm not I, kidding. I ate so much chicken and my boobs grew. Really? Overnight, yeah. it went from like, I ninth grade, I came into ninth grade. It went from like a B to like a C and then sophomore year went to a D. And now- so like I literally had like I would say ninth and tenth grade already had like D's or double D's. Yeah. It just kept growing. And now as an adult, for whatever reason, something changed in my body recently the past couple of years that I can't gain weight. Like I have to be really careful when I gain weight because when I gain weight, it goes to my boobs now and I won't lose the weight from there. I know it sounds really annoying. So annoying. I lose it's weight so from my hips, but the fat will now start to go for whatever reason to my tits yeah. or to like my thighs and yeah, yeah. ass. <laughs> but they always say it's like your face they always say it's like your face or your butt oh, like as you get older face. oh, oh yeah. that's the worst part it's so hard for me to lose weight on my face i hate that i'm so self-conscious about fat on my face i almost even got uh i almost went face and reduction. got oh uh, lipo on my face like i was that close to getting it but then i started dating some guy and i was kind of embarrassed to tell him like i can't see him for two weeks because i'm recovering so then i i like didn't get it because i'm very scared about getting surgery in general um, but I was like, that's how insecure I am about my face fat. I almost got it, but then I didn't. Yeah, I look like a chipmunk when my face gets uh, weight on it. But then I think like, why are we so obsessed 
with being so perfect within our bodies. Like we all suffer so much, especially in Los Angeles, so much perfectionism. And then when we don't, we don't get to the level of perfectionism that we think we need to get to, which is you can't ever make it, then we hate ourselves. So like, shouldn't we in a way embrace all the flaws? Because there is no such thing as perfect, is there? There's no such thing as perfect. I mean, you look at everybody and now, thank God, people are like, talking about it because you see like the Ashley Grahams and like the you know everybody of every still thought. sorry I you don't think so but you'll be ultimately always I think unhappy Ashley Graham is great yeah and I love all the positive positivity but I'm friends with a lot of models I'm I'm friends with everyone in this industry I think it's kind of bullshit and it sucks that people decide to pick and choose what they're going to talk about and like right. Ashley Graham is really great for plus size models but it's not proportional. It doesn't make sense that her face is so skinny compared to her body. Let's be honest. It's just not mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. And I'm fully and it's pretty obvious that she has had lipo on her face and like Ooh. cut that. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I understand. I research these things. Yeah. And yeah. I'm friends with everyone in this industry. Right. I'm fully aware of people get done. So as much as like I am it's uh, applauding people that do want to spread more positivity to to the people out there. It sucks that people pick and choose and decide how mm-hmm. to spread it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they pick a certain part of their platform that they want to yeah. stand on. I mean, why? I mean, imagine mm-hmm. why did I suddenly a person that like literally does not is not into getting work done mm-hmm. suddenly became so obsessed with getting my my jaw done, which is never something I would have considered before because everyone else has a sick jaw out of nowhere. It's like super sharp. And it's like, I you're lying if you're going to tell me that, oh, no, I just bought this thing, this roller. And it's just like yeah. magic come on but does it make people ultimately happy no it doesn't do you know what i mean like like so all of a sudden they have a skinny face and they have no fat on their stomach and they have a bigger butt and do they wake up one morning go okay i love myself no because it takes it takes so much more than that right like we've i think we all have our own points in our life whether you're famous or not where you reach that point you realize like holy shit i thought that if one day i will fix a certain part about myself i would be happy happy. Mm -hmm. and then you wake up and you're like wait i'm not happy what is it oh yeah it starts inside Mm -hmm. so are you not into botox fillers like everything like that as well i've never had botox in my life Uh and i will stand but behind that i've thought about before but whatever reason it's so silly Mm -hmm. botox scares me Mm -hmm. fillers i've considered before and i've gone fillers twice in my life recently i was this year and I tried to get it in my lip and then I didn't like it. Yeah. I got it in January, the beginning of January. And I I got like 0.5. And I feel like I've never admitted that I got it. But I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Just me, Yeah. It just makes me so sad. It does. Because I have two daughters and my daughter knows the word fat. And she didn't learn it from me. And how am I supposed to raise my two children to be happy when the messaging and the noise out there is so loud when it comes to 22-year-old perfect body perfection that we get blasted through all our imagery on social media and on billboards and through magazines. It's like, this is the ideal and this is what you need. And that's why eating disorders are so rife. I had one. I was 200 pounds, lost like almost 100 pounds when I was 14, was on a big TV show. I thought that I had to stay skinny so that I would be enough for myself and to keep working, you know? And I don't want that for my children. And I just I, I just want us all to come together. It has to change. Mm-hmm. It has to yeah. change. I think it's changing slowly because we all follow trends, but eventually people will get 
sick of it. It's just like a trend where we didn't really talk about sex and suddenly all we're doing is talking about sex and now it's going back to being cool to suddenly be more celibate or talk about sex less. So it's the same thing in my opinion. Like there's the trends of low-rise low, low rise jeans. Then it becomes high-waisted jeans, mom jeans. Now it's going back to low-rise jeans. And I think it, I'm noticing in my opinion where people are noticing like, oh shit, a lot of girls look the same in social media. I mean, sometimes, sorry, sometimes I even know. Sometimes I even go on an explore page and I'm like, oh my God, that's my friend. And I'm yeah. like, wait, that's not my friend. Wait, it's this other girl. Oh no, this is a different girl. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I'm so confused. So I think, I think, I think slowly it is going to change where we're going to go back to thinking that natural is beautiful. Not that there's anything wrong with not being natural because it's part of the world now. It's very normal to get work done. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't also shame people for needing to get no, work done because no. clearly they're already going through their own pain in order to feel the need to go under the knife to get mm-hmm. work done. And I think it's kind of messed up that then people, social people have gotten so used to be sitting behind their computer and their phones and putting other people down because they're not happy with their life. People are and warriors. It's, and right. it's the same people that are putting you down on social media that afterwards are telling you, oh my God, why are you crying? Like, why are you yeah. so sad? You're so beautiful. It's like, mm-hmm. well, Two days ago, you told me that I need to get like a boob job. Right. And then I get a boob job. Now you're like, babe, why would you get a boob job? You right. never needed one. It's like you're the person that told me to get one. Well, it's like when they're protected too behind their pages and mm-hmm. yeah. social media, they can say anything to anyone and they all of a sudden have these big balls and they're like, you know, you look like this, you're a horrid bitch, like this and this and whatever. But it's like, take that away and yeah. then what do they have? But it comes know? from, I always say that unhappiness is the fastest <clears throat> pipeline to hate. People who say those things hate themselves. Yeah. Somebody who's living their best life and feel comfortable within their own skin and their own bodies, they're not out there putting other people down. People who put other people down and bully are sad. And I do it like when I'm not in a good place, I don't put people down, but I mentally put people down. I'm like, oh, look at her. Like She, she thinks she's so good. You know, her mm-hmm. life's so much. And then I think, well, it's because I think her life is so much better than mine and I hate myself in that moment. Yeah. Right. You know, I never put people down when I'm feeling good. No, exactly. And I feel like I've, through like working myself and I'm continuously trying to be a better person working myself, I feel like you eventually I've taught myself to do this thing where now if I without even realizing let's say sometimes I don't realize that I'm going through a bad place mentally whatever Mm -hmm. and if I look on social media and suddenly I'm like hating on someone I'm like this person's such a wannabe and is doing this and this like the only reason they got success because they're mooching off this person and then I'll be like wait hold on what's going on and then i realize oh i'm jealous wait what am i jealous about okay because they're doing this and this okay well how can i achieve those goals then and then that's how i realize like okay it's the goals that i'm trying to achieve and i separate that and then i'm like okay how do i go back to working on myself because putting other people down is not going to help you succeed and it eats you inside and it ruins your day and it's so unnecessary and you know what too but i think we also have the knowledge that we know that like and we can take a step back Mm-hmm. But what about for these young kids who who don't realize it's within themselves that has the that they have the problem, and they still go out and bully and do these things? Like, what would you say to those kids or those people? The same thing. Like, it starts with yourself. It's self work, yeah. and I don't know. I guess I have very immigrant mentality, being an immigrant, and same. we all are, right? Yeah, in some yeah. Form. Where are you from? Well, my father's Pakistani. Oh my god. So, he, but he's first, you know, came from yeah. Pakistan here. But you still grew up with. A... I grew up, I, so I grew up in a multicultural house because yeah. my mom is Texan, like very like, you know, East Texas country kind of, and so my dad is like full Pakistani. So it was like the clash of the two accents, you know. Yeah. Like, so my mom is very Southern. My dad's Pakistani. So there was a lot of like 
for me, I never felt 100% one way or the other. I felt like a little bit different from, you know, very like being very American and like very Caucasian and white and this and that. But then I also never felt fully Pakistani either. Part of so, anything, right? Yeah. yeah so hard. it always you was. Don't a have a home. Yes. And I think feeling. my parents also had discord trying to figure out how to bring us up because they're mm-hmm. also two doing it, you know, for the first time themselves. And yeah. they hadn't like. Pre, you know, before like having kids, like agreed upon certain things like religion and what are they, how are they going to dress? Are they going to date? Like all these things. So there was like kind of like some, di- you know, fighting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I feel like if you look at that, like all three of us, we are white looking, mm-hmm. but then all three of us are immigrants. not, are yeah. immigrants, not from <laughs> the US. I'm, I'm Israeli and I'm Russian. You're Pakistanian, you're Australian and South African. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that's a problem. People don't even try to get to know each other. Um, at this point, I feel like everyone kind of, it's almost a fight of who's struggling more than mm-hmm. the other. And it's like, well, listen to my pain. It's like, well, how about you try to listen to the other person's pain and see what you have in common. Mm-hmm. People a lot of times don't realize how much more in common we all have. Like we're so all insecure. Like yes. Different, yes. yes. Sure. And that's one of the reasons with daddy issues where I was anonymous, I would mm-hmm. say for the first two years, because I knew that if people just saw what I looked like, mm-hmm. they maybe don't, wouldn't feel like they could relate to me. But if I hid behind my phone and I just related to them by talking about my problems without showing my looks, I knew people could relate to me. And I knew that the minute I showed my face, they they would be like, holy shit, I would never even guess that we would be able to have so much in common. That's kind of like my goal in general. And so for the kids who are young or who are bullying or whatever, mm-hmm. I would say just don't take social media so seriously, but also don't constantly view yourself as a victim. I just don't think that's the way that. to the go. The victim mentality yeah. is what we all suffer from. We do, especially, and I don't know if it's just in the US, I don't know if it's because of the social media, but it is somewhat of a victim mentality. It seems like a lot of times like, well, I... I'm depressed and I feel like I've even had a podcast where I sat and I, I, um, I was diagnosed with depression, but like right now, am I depressed? No, but like I sat and I explained difference between having depression, feeling depressed right. and feeling sad because mm-hmm. we've stopped having an understanding between the three right. to the point that now like you don't get your latte in the morning and then you're like, I'm depressed. You don't get enough likes. Oh, I'm depressed. We're overusing those words right. and it's, it's losing its meaning. And last year I was feeling depressed. And I had moments where I was like, wait, am I depressed right now or am I feeling depressed? Right. And you kind of start to notice, wait, did I have a moment today where I was smiling or a moment that I did I get out of bed today? Mm-hmm. I got out of bed today. Oh, my God. That means I can get out of bed tomorrow. OK, that means there's hope. And like once you talk to yourself, you kind of get to realize where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think if kids kind of have an understanding of like there's hope to be happy not to take social media so seriously not to try to hurt other people just because you're in pain mm-hmm. talk it with your friends i feel like they can get out of that mentality of you know feeling sad or having the victim mentality it's just mm-hmm. we're all trying to figure it out just oh, like yeah. chill out True. <laughs> so where did daddy issues start like what was the genesis of it and how did you come up with the idea and did you have a vision for it to become so (laughs) sniffing all over me. Did you have a vision that it was going to be so successful? Did you want it to be so successful or was it just telling your truth? Yeah, I would say, because I used to be an accountant. Really? So, <laughs> yeah, you guys, I'm really tall According with to her huge bio. tits. And I also have two <laughs> degrees. I got, I have two degrees that I finished. I got, I have a um, accounting and business law degree. I finished, I got both degrees at 20. Hmm. I finished college in three years because my dad made me. <laughs> wasn't really daddy issues my daddy just come from because you know i don't know if anyone ha- um i don't know what it's like in other countries but in russia it's very 
Russian parents, we're not really huggers and we don't really, we don't have the emotional type of attachment. Mm -hmm. A lot of people tend to say Russian people are cold and it's true. Mm -hmm. We're Jewish, so we are a little warmer, but... Well, it's, they say that. Russian Jews right, are a little right, warmer right, right, right. than Russians, Russians, but my father didn't grow up with, my father's father died when my dad was 17 or 18. He got beat up to death for being a Jew mm. in jail. So that's kind of like, so when you hear the, the experience, and I'm, my parents are not the only parents that went through something like that because any, that's the cool thing about, you know, at, like hearing other people's cultures. It's so, oh, I'm going to sneeze. Coronavirus! <laughs> I told you we're allergic to each other. I'm so. And how fine. do you know you don't have corona? I googled you go it. Back? So you, yeah, you MD googled you it, MD. and it said that you need to have a it fever. Said, what if you have, have a mild case? Fever or mild coughing? Case? Well, didn't you just cough? <laughs> I didn't cough. I was. Do you feel like throat? you want to cough? No. Yeah. It was from stress. I got I get sick sometimes when I'm stressed oh, out. Me too. You feel bronchial spasms? Yeah, right. No, I Bron don't. Fever. Yeah, yeah. I'm got incredibly healthy. <laughs> Hello, I have perfect skin and nice natural tits. Yeah. My tits are Literally perky. My vagina is really tight. I'm really healthy. My vagina is really tight. My tits are really perky. I'm really tall. I cannot have coronavirus. How do you know that you have a tight vagina? Like, how do we know? Like, yeah, we, we don't, it's not like we know. test it. Every, not every guy. I mean, does it hurt to put a tampon in? Um, yeah, actually, but. <laughs> But yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I, it does for me. Does it for you? It does. For yeah. Me. Okay. So we all have tight vaginas. Okay. Okay. My okay. vagina is super normal. There's nothing special about my vagina. It's not magical like on Larry David's I last. Think men episode. think it's magical. I'm just they're just happy to be there. So if they're you lucky. pretend that it's magical, the ma uh, the guy who you're with is gonna think your vagina oh, yeah. is magical. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a mind works. game. It's a mind like game. every guy who sleeps with a girl is usually like your pussy's so tight, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. We both know you it's not. That to how many? They people? say it right before, like. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're talking about this. But like just before they orgasm, they say like the weirdest yeah. shit, don't they? They're just like, yeah, it's so tight down there. And you're like, what are you talking? Women don't do that. Do they? Do you like do you like talk during? Sometimes. Depends how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'll say things. What will you, you say? Know what? It can actually speed up the orgasm too for him when you talk a little dirty. Yeah. That's always helpful. What do you say? Like you're so big. <laughs> Um, my father never loved me the way you love me. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're not Dad, like my daddy. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> my father never loved me like this. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Um, you remind uh, me of my dad. Daddy. Yeah. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> love me more. Uh, uh, I don't think I say anything. Do you want to say anything? I'd say so. I say it if I'm like... I have to be in the mood for it, though. I have yeah, to be yeah. like, I want to be a little dirty. Like, I want to do a little, like, something, something. Like, maybe I want it to be, like, a little quicker. So I'm like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you want it, like, yeah. let's sometimes, let's, like, the guys try to go longer and you're just, like, so bored. So then you're just like, oh, yeah, you're, fuck like, me harder. Nails. I just, like, yeah. I just love the way you fuck me. Ooh, you're the biggest I've ever been with. Just choke me. And then they come and then you're like, okay, cool. Can you just, like, turn over? I have, like, I don't have laundry. people that go forever. Oh. I mean, I, I mean, I mean okay. oh, maybe it's just because I'm like, okay, we're in this for like. What do you mean? 10... I don't have people that go forever. You've been married for like seventy. No, but like, years. I think it's just because it's not that my husband doesn't go forever. Why we want this cut out? Um, but just because we know why we're there, we're there to get to the end game. Like, we're not there to like do you have kids. 
No, to like oh. orgasm. Oh. We're not there to like like <laughs> make it last for like I've got shit to do. Like we're not there for like an hour and a half because like I want to like feel different position. I'm like I'm done. I know a good position. Let's just do it. Let's giddy up. Like I don't need 50 million <laughs> positions to know what I like. Yeah, I think it's like when guys are younger, they don't realize it and they watch too much porn and yeah. that's what they base things off of. I think it's different when you've gotten used to your partner, so you you feel comfortable to be like, yeah, well, I'm a pre-comer and I come within two seconds, but she married me, so she knows what's up. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Although my, you said in one of your podcasts, you're like, oh, I use the pull-out method. It means that I won't get pregnant. And I'm like, my baby's a pull-out baby. Oh, girl. Oh, really? Yeah, she's oh, like, my God. Same oh, thing with my friend Iskra. Oh. Same thing with my friend Iskra. The pull-out method did not work On my period. Her. Yeah. But I'm on birth control. Okay, so you are on birth control. I, I think there's birth control. Unfortunately for now, yeah. But do you even want do you even want kids? Yes. Oh, you do? Yeah. So what I'm would happen if you got pregnant? pregnant? What would happen if you got pregnant? I would pregnant? keep it. Keep yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't care what happens to the guy, but I would keep the baby. Okay. Yeah. You do know the only protection I have a friend who still uses condoms because it's like ninety nine point nine five percent. The pill I think is like I'm just making this up. I don't but know. I've but been like, on the pill since I was seventeen or eighteen. I feel like it's really in there. So do you get your period? Yeah. Huh. So what's the Yeah, point? when I stopped taking it, like, for a few days, then I then get, get my period. period. Yeah. yeah. But it's hard, like, when I have sometimes when it's crazy, no one talks to you about the yeah. imbalance of birth control. I recently had, um, recently, the pharmacy or the my insurance company, they switched my birth control because they went from one generic to a different one. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't aware they switched it. Mm-hmm. And it does stuff to your body and to your hormones. So... Then I went like a week without being on birth control. So my body was already like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And then I switched to a different birth control. And I didn't understand why I was so emotional. I was like emotional. I started to fight with one of the the guy I was dating at the time. Not fighting. I was just like being really dramatic. And everything was making me cry, laugh, whatever. And I didn't understand what was happening. I just thought it was mental. And then I Googled it. And I find out that it's like apparently no one tells you. But it's you have a hormonal imbalance when you're switching birth control. And the fact that like insurance companies or pharmacies just switch it up without telling you, it's just like you feel completely alone and lost because you, because it's like the minute a woman's crying, she's, there's something wrong with her. She's crazy versus like, oh, it's not even me. Like I can't control it. Like I was thinking about my mom, how much I love her and I just start crying. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what's happening to me? Birth control is fuck with your hormones too. But I realized like my hormones after birth. So right now I'm ovulating and it made me really, angry last night i had like a full 10 minute rage at my husband like real rage I yeah was like Wah! you know and i then i go so i get my period i'm telling the whole world my cycle um and i have a week of just feeling amazing and relaxed and i can i my thought processes are just succinct and i can talk through problems i can problem solve then when i get when i ovulate which i don't know if you do on the pill there's three days of complete and utter yeah. rage anger which is interesting because god must be a man because you want to have sex when you're ovulating but who wants to have sex with angry mommy like no one wants to have sex with angry mommy um and then i'm great for like 10 days and then pms is really bad and i realize that women go through this every single month and no one talks about hormone imbalances yeah you know and the pill must be the same thing i'm sure and guys make jokes like oh she's being crazy shut the fuck up i'm not being crazy watch your mouth but come back here and hold me (laughs) yeah but like yeah. I don't think guys people or in general people sometimes don't understand that it's like literally out of your control but I again I don't want to suddenly switch it up because it's like how do you discuss a problem without also going to the victim mentality yeah. but like I, I wish if I was more aware right away when I switched birth control I would have been aware of what was happening to me I wasn't aware so I was really confused mm. and it took me after like going and I'm not 
And um, normally birth control actually helps me stay monotone. Like the birth okay. control helps me stabilizes with my skin you. and it yep. stabilizes me. And also yeah. I take Adderall and it also helps me stabilizes my moods. So it was very unnormal for me the way I was acting. But luckily, you know, I Googled and all that stuff. But had someone taught me this in school or mm-hmm. was more open in conversations, I would have been aware right away when they were giving me a different birth control. I could have been like, wait, what's happening? Let me read this. Is this even the right birth control for me? But like no one... No one teaches this stuff to us. I had no yeah. idea. This is the problem. They teach sex ed, mm-hmm. but they don't teach anything about a woman's cycle or periods or anything. They skip over that. And what thing. is sex ed? It's just kind of like, you know, this goes in yeah. here. And well, this I don't know pregnant. what sex I mean, ed in America Did you have it in Russia? In uh, Israel? Israel? Yeah. Well, where I grew up was very conservative. Mm. So then, because I forget, like, as much as, I mean, Israel now is, is obviously more... Um, less conservative like especially Tel Aviv Mm. and there's it's more open with being gay and all that Mm. but I'm like especially in Tel Aviv but um but where I grew up was in Haifa Mm. next to Haifa and it was very conservative which I didn't know yet that was conservative I wasn't aware Mm. but like I never had a gay person in my school like I just I didn't grow up with anyone that was gay or you know and we never talked about sex so I wasn't familiar with sex to be honest Mm -hmm. and then I would say eighth grade was when they finally showed us a video about Mm. sex and it was one hour and Mm. I think it was animated and it was kind of explaining sex but I thought the baby came I remember after Mm. after I came to my mom and I said wait mom the baby comes out of here and I pointed to my vagina, but I point to my clitoris or to my <laughs> labia. She goes, yeah. And I was just like thinking of the Very fact like, how the F is the baby going to come out of my clitoris? Like, I don't understand that. And I was mortified. Yeah. And then when I came to America, Americans where I came when I went in the valley are much more experienced. Mm. So I kept hearing girls say I've done everything except sex in ninth grade because that's when I came to the U.S., I thought there was only kissing and then sex because I didn't get educated about what's in between mm-hmm. and I never watched porn or anything. So I was like, I haven't kissed a boy yet, but I was like, oh, I don't want to be cool. So I started saying I've done everything except sex, thinking it's referring to kissing. Mm-hmm. I became popular so fast. Yeah. <laughs> All the boys loved you. All the boys. <laughs> Waiting right? for their blowjobs. Yeah. yeah. I got a nickname and I was like, this is so cool. I have a nickname. My nickname, some guy gave me a nickname, called me Domer. I don't know if you guys ever grew up when you were younger. A Domer means a girl that gives head and i was just like this is so dope like now i have a nickname like i'm really fitting in (laughs) i didn't know that's like it was me giving blowjobs because i don't even know what that is yet like i haven't even kissed a boy yet so i would say there was definitely a disconnect where i grew up about like sex ed or anything like that i was not aware then i started watching porn and like the first time i masturbated like you remember the first time you masturbated how yes you? you roxy ninth grade Ninth grade two. Was it? Do you guys? Re- I don't remember. High fiving master in my friend's shower, with her or him. Kind of dry. Or no. Doesn't the water make it dry? I'm just never. No. You're you're in, you're into the shower. I like the water the, jets. I just I can't get there. The jets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the water faucet because yeah. we were talking about it or something, and then I was like, okay, guys, I'm gonna go shower. I don't know why no one thought that I was gonna do it, and then I went no. there and I just put my because somebody told me, oh my god, if you put your legs 
between the water faucet, yeah. you will feel some amazing feeling. And I was like, okay. So I just put my, my legs there and I was just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I felt the feeling and I was like, holy shit. And I was so excited. I run outside of the shower. Like I, I wrap myself in a blank in a towel and I go to my friend like, oh my God, Brie, you're not going to believe this. Like I felt the feeling. I, fe- I well, felt the uh, feeling. I just like, and she's like, Ew, what the fuck? Like, why did you do it in your own house? Why are you doing it in my shower? And I was like, I thought you'd be happy for me. Yeah. I thought you'd be proud. <laughs> no, that was my first time. That was right. And then when was sex the first time for you? Oh my God, so late. Like I wanted to do it at prom, super cliche <gasps> uh-huh. with my boyfriend. Uh-huh. Then he was like, no, no, no. I want to make it special for you. We're going to wait. So um, prom was two weeks before graduation. So then I graduate. We're not doing it. I'm like, oh, he's going to make it special. And then one day we're just at his house and he was like, you want to fuck? I was like, oh, okay. So this is it. This How old are you? 17 and a half sometimes i say 18 really (laughs) yeah it was it was okay yeah no i have the coronavirus now (laughs) yes no (laughs) she She just licked my hand if you're listening to this or kids oh my lord and i'm gonna do it to you i'm gonna put it all over you roxy (laughs) do you remember the first time you orgasmed the first time I you orgasmed. She's like, I'm still trying to find it. It's my elusive like, orgasm. <laughs> when was Where's the it? first time I orgasmed? You don't remember? No. Why uh, can't I know this? Like, I feel like the first few times I had sex, I did not orgasm. No, 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 no. Yes. I never orgasmed. I'd love to meet a girl that the first time she orgasmed was with a guy. My husband was the first time that I orgasmed during sex. Oh, that's amazing. But the first time I orgasmed, I remember I was making out. What are you doing later? My husband, <laughs> you can borrow him. He's you know, really good in bed. I married him because I was like, I want this a piece of this a couple times a week. Um, I remember I was kissing this guy, and like, you know how you do the dry hump? Yes. <gasps> and yes. I was just doing the dry hump and like whatever. And then all of a sudden, this like bam came over me, and I didn't know what it was yet. I didn't know like that was an orgasm. I thought, okay, this is just like you said, the feeling. Yeah. I was like, the feeling happened, right? So the poor guy that I was dating, every time I saw him, I just put him on his back and just dry hump him to try what the fuck to try to get the feeling because I didn't know. I wasn't like I'm trying to get an orgasm. I was yeah. just like, what is the feeling? How old were you? Like seven, like sixteen, seventeen. 16 probably no access to porn no like i just didn't even think about it so so every time i would try to and i i would normally get that feeling and yeah. then I, once the feeling was gone i'd like just discard him the <laughs> poor guy he'd just be like have total blue balls and just be like what are you doing but that was my first time and that i was like okay so it was with a guy Not but I did, it was you. an accidental feeling you know yeah yeah you know what there's something so underrated about dry humping we should bring him oh back. my god it's so good it's so good Cause it's like that. She's like, I don't have sex that much. I want to. Right now, I'm not really having any sex, so I can't relate. But I'm trying to think. The last time I had like an enjoyable dry humping. No. No. There's a lot of things that you know when you're married. I feel like I have to like open up my so like really then open like really wide or something in order to like really get there. How do you like? What do you think? I think you do when you're doing it. I think when you're married, you just like are like okay, well we've done this so many times. We've done this position so many times. We know you like this position. You're like let's just try this. Let's just dry hump tonight. See what happens. Like let's see. And then the guy's like. It's not my first choice, <laughs> but sure. They like, especially if you do that for with a guy that was wearing jeans, and you have no idea that it's like shaping. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> he has like a rash the next day because of you. And you're yeah. just like, oh my God, I just want to get that feeling again. He's like, no, I, I can't get, get another rash thing. again. Yeah. Um, that's just what you do when you're married. You just yeah. try to like, you know, change it up a bit. Get creative. Get Give creative. him a rash so he can't go to anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure he's like handicapped. <laughs> what about porn? When was like the first time you watched porn? Did you have access to it? Like growing up? Um, I guess maybe in America because okay. everything is more yeah. accessible in the U.S. Oh. and I start to learn about all those things. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember the first time I watched porn because yeah. it became like I still watch porn sometimes if I'm bored. If I masturbate, I watch it yeah. for sure. Yeah, because I'm like I don't I don't think I'm that good as vi- well. I, I've got some good. Vi- I hate when I'm trying to masturbate because I'm just like. I don't know, bored or I have a headache or I'm trying to go to sleep, whatever it is. And then like I'm trying to like, I don't feel like watching porn. So I'm trying to imagine in my head something. Yeah. But then my thoughts go into like work stuff or like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, or, like yeah. if your parent calls you in the middle, that's why you have to make sure it's not, not disturbed because you can't help but like think about whoever just called you from your family as you're trying to masturbate and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so like that's all like I'll start thinking about that one person I fought with like three years ago and I'm like, wait, no, focus again. (laughs) Yeah, focus. And then my cat will just be sitting on the bed like looking at me like you're so pathetic. And then I'm like, no, don't focus on your cat. Focus on this. It's just like it's too much. It's like a lot. And then I'm just, I just give up. But I hate when, oh, I think the, the other day I was trying to masturbate and I was finally so close and then my vibrator the battery like it stopped working oh Oh, mine hasn't worked for so long except if i push it and it just does a and it'll turn off but if i keep holding it every two seconds it'll go (laughs) too lazy to go and get fucking batteries like it would be so much easier if i just got batteries and it was just an even tone vibration (laughs) the whole time i'm just holding for the and then i go oh oh no i just like i get gifted so many vibrators you do yeah can you tell us we need some yeah i am well i don't know so many and then like so many i i always forget to charge them so then i'll always end up like opening a new one so at one point like my drawer next to my bed just a ton of vibrators i remember my housekeeper was like opening the drawer even though i asked her not to open it and then i was like oh uh she goes it's okay i won't tell and i was just like i use it with a partner it's not i'm just like i'm not that lonely because at this point it's like seven vibrators just around there like lotions and whatever else is in there and i'm just like no it's not just for me like i i i you just don't know about it but like i have a guy for so just fyi so you're looking for a guy right now um no 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 No. i don't know i'm not no i don't think so i'm dating someone but but like um right now we're having a disagreement and we're supposed to have a talk about it Mm -hmm. so then um i'm not sure okay well i don't know i haven't been dated i haven't dated for 30 so what's it like like in a long time i don't know i don't know like i'm weird i don't know like tech i mean i'm very faithful but technically right now we're in a gray area so i don't want to kind of claim myself to a person and then let's say today we decide to part ways like i don't know but i mean i do really like him and i know he really likes me but it's it's hard it's hard to do when you get older i feel like you have to kind of erase like i live i love love and i live in a fairy tale in my brain but then so sometimes my expectations i think are really high where i just want a person to just do everything that i see in fairy tales and i think Sometimes maybe I feel bad for the other person because they just don't know what's going on in your head. Right. And they can't expect you. Like, I'm just yeah. like, well, why don't you like start a musical and send me <laughs> 3,000 flowers to my house yeah. and then like start singing in the middle? Like, you didn't do that. So obviously you don't care about me. I do that too. 
it's it's hard though because that's you brought up with that you know you see these images like in movies and tv and it should be so romantic and the guy should do this and it's not but it's also not fair that we don't tell them what we want yeah you know expectation and reality right and i I listen to a lot of (laughs) self-help and unhappiness lies in that space between it it's like the expectation and the reality and my husband ticks so many of my boxes but if he doesn't tick every one of them I feel like like you said he doesn't love me you know there's problems in our relationship and I realize that two people are just we're just different people who are trying to coexist together and we've everyone's got issues I don't know if they're daddy issues but everyone's got their own issues you know yeah it's like sometimes I'm like well the guy's supposed to put in all the effort so I'm not going to do anything and then my brain would be like well but would it would he feel nice about himself if I just told him like hey good morning just Mm -hmm. to be nice I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do that. So it's like sometimes I feel like that's my way of compromising, although mm. it's such little things. Right. But it's things that even I, at this point, don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing because I'm so, like watching all these movies, the man's supposed to chase you. I mean, recently what happened was mm. we, I had, I'm very heated. Like when I get upset, I see red mm-hmm. and I'm very heated. I don't know if you guys are into horoscopes or whatever. Oh, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that I'm a Scorpio, like you have a bunch of other charts in your zodiac chart. Mm-hmm. So my Mars, which is how you express your anger mm-hmm. and how you um, have sex is Aries for me. So aside from Fire. being a Scorpio that I'm already so fiery, uh-huh. I'm also my Aries, my anger is Aries, which means I explode and then I get over it. Oh. So I've been working on being better with my anger, but I still have moments where I'm not that great. So I don't communicate that well when mm. I'm mad. I don't know how to express my feelings. So what happened was I was irritated with something. So first I was passive aggressive about it mm-hmm. and instead of communicating. So the guy, of course, he's not fully understanding. He's just getting annoyed because he doesn't understand something's a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. And then I just exploded. And I was just like, you know what? Then this isn't going to, obviously this isn't working out. You don't respect me, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was such a small issue, but it felt like a big deal now in my brain. Mm-hmm. So I ended it with him because in my brain, based on fairy tales and movies, I was like, <laughs> yep, he's going to like, okay. Any minute now, he's going to uh-huh. chase me because mm-hmm. he's going to realize he made a mistake and he's going to be like, come in my home with flowers. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's up. All right, I'm going to wait. A day goes by, nothing. Another day goes by, I'm like, all right, I don't know. Maybe he got lost. Like, he doesn't know my address. I don't know what's happening. Uh-huh. And then two days later, I remember like, so when two days pass and on social media, of course, I acted like everything's overly ha- great. I'm not the type of girl that posts sad quotes. Like, I'm not into that. I'm acting like as if my life is amazing because right. I don't, I don't want the guys to anyone I'm dating to ever know that I'm upset because mm. I have like I guess some um, what is it called intimacy issues whatever. Mm. So and it doesn't also everyone means you're vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two days go by after I, I told them goodbye, mm. and I'm just like, all right, well, it's not. This is not going how I planned. Mm. I'm just gonna reach out to see like if he wants maybe to have a conversation, and then he'll apologize. This mm. is what's gonna happen, and I reach out. And I'm like, hey, so do you want to talk like at all? And he's just like suddenly i he's he comes off angry and i was just like the what like how dare you be angry at me for breaking up with you like now i'm angry the younger and me and now i'm getting upset because i didn't expect him to be mad at me or hurt Mm. so now i'm even more upset now i'm like well you're making me cry (laughs) because it's like a competition was more angry so it did not go as i planned at all so another two days go by so i was just like well i guess it's over even though I really like him because I don't understand communicating anymore. Like, I don't know how to date, especially when you're older because we're so stuck in our ways. And then yesterday I was talking to my friend about it and she finally, the one that, because also you have to 
figure out like who you're asking for advice right i asked my sure that you're asking the a right friend yeah. who's been single their whole life for advice and my friend who's really bad at dating for advice and they both told me what to do and then my friend who's currently in a happy relationship asked her for advice yesterday and she was just like why don't you text him really calmly and be oh, like yes. hey yeah, yeah. I'm feeling really bad about how we left things off and how we ended up about things. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if it's possible. Like, I still stand really firm by what I said. Mm -hmm. uh, stand really firm behind of how I felt about this okay. specific issue. But I've said some things I regret, as I'm sure you have as well. Do you think it's possible for us to put down our ego aside and to have a conversation about this mm -hmm. and i was like so scared like within seconds he was like yes i'd love that i've been like i can't stop thinking about it and i just i was trying to give you your space because you asked for it and and then i saw you really stressed out and you got sick and i saw i was just like waiting for you to heal mm -hmm. so like i'd love to talk to you and i was like oh that's what it took are you kidding me mm -hmm. but then i told him i was like when i asked you for space like don't do it like hello my big, husband's big always like i'm doing what you told me to do and then I he calls me then he says i'm manipulating him them. which i kind of am though i need yeah. to say i'm feeling really vulnerable right now i feel like you're not you don't like me or i'm feeling insecure Aww. i need a hug that's what my our therapist like I, we go to therapy because i think it's really important i think couples should always go to therapy that's why we've lasted 13 years is because we understand each other what's his sign his sign is capricorn which is hard because they're earth signs so he keeps me grounded but it's hard because i'm so fiery and i like a lot of Can change we'll talk and, about it on my pocket yeah yeah sorry your <laughs> sign stuff but, yeah uh-huh um so when i talk to him like that it's been out the last part of our relationship recently has been so magical because the two of us are putting our egos down at the door and we're being vulnerable with each other and we say this is how I feel not Aww. this is what you've done to me yeah this is and it's not a blame like I'm blaming you for how I feel it's like I feel this way because of x y and z in my past this is what I need from you can you give me a hug? And he's Aww. like, of course. And then he hugs me. And then all of a sudden, oh, I just, believe me, I've spent 13 years not being involved. Um, but when he hugs me, I'm like, okay, now we're connecting. Now we can talk. Yeah, it's you know? hard when you fight with your partner against each other. And it's more like, this is how I'm feeling. This is how you're making me feel versus you're, yeah, blame. you have blame to start learning how to fight towards a solution, which is really hard Instead to understand that. Each other, yeah. Right? does feel you, good but it doesn't it, it you think it, it feels good but it doesn't ever help anything yeah i mean when i got upset and i was like yeah. oh i'm gonna teach him a lesson bye Wait. so we do a never have i ever but i yeah. do yeah. want to still because i feel like we diverted from a question that i really want to know about is about how daddy issues started because you yeah. never Absolutely. finished that question yes, and then also how did it become successful and how did you feel about the success of it and then once we've answered that question we should okay do that. so i'll say it quickly um so basically daddy issues started so yeah i used to be an accountant because I, I have two mm -hmm. degrees i was planning on being a cpa i really want to be a partner at the public accounting firm i was working at um and i was really determined to do that unfortunately the women in my, in my team were making my life super miserable and that's one thing that eventually in my podcast, I'm going to talk about women in the workplace and how oh. to also succeed. Mm. But a lot of times I think because women in the workplace, a lot of times, for whatever reason, tend to attack each other because we feel like that's the only way for us to get to the top. And I don't mm -hmm. think that's the right way because mm -hmm. we feel like, well, I suffer so much just to be where I am. Mm -hmm. Like you have to suffer this way as well. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Women don't support women. I don't no, believe. they don't. In the workplace, a lot of times they tend not to because we go through a lot to even get to the positions we want to get to. I mean, even in public accounting in my firm, the percentage of women partners was like, I don't know, like 5%. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's really hard. I mean, no, I'm, you're right. Actually, maybe I think it got to at that year, maybe finally to 13%. Mm-hmm. But that's nothing compared to all. And it's it's not about uh, women being better than men or men being being, being better, better than women. It's just about equality. And the truth is, is that we, a lot of times in the workplace, women have to prove themselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to change and we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So anyway, in my, and it's so easy even for me to see feeling of being attacked that then I'm going to mentors who are men because I'm I can't right. even be around women anymore. I'm, I'm going to the men. So I'm or I'm also in a way becoming part of the problem because I'm like men are just easier. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be my mentors versus like right. focusing on women because they're too emotional. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was so focused on becoming a partner to the point that when I'm really driven and focused, I don't really notice anything else around me. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what was a problem for some of the women. They felt like I didn't see them because mm-hmm. I was working on projects with the partners. And as a junior accountant, I wasn't supposed to, uh-huh. but I figured out a way to do it, to make it happen. Anyway, they made my life miserable to the point that like I would be crying in the bathroom, my car all the time. They would isolate me from things. They would make sure I don't get my hours. And public accounting means you have to log in a specific amount of hours every month. Mm-hmm. And because they grade you every month, you get a full list of all the accountants in your um, um, in the original. And um, if you're graded, let's say, if you're not in the top 10%, you can get on probation. Mm. So it's very serious for you to get your hours. It can be very stressful in public accounting. Anyway, they would take away hours for me. So that means they're holding back my promotions or holding back raises. Like it's really like it kind of got to the point that I finally had to come to the understanding that I may never get to become a partner in this in this firm because these women are holding me back. And it was really hard for me to understand that because work was my life. And I was so depressed at this point that mm-hmm. I isolated myself. I had no friends. And all I kept doing was just working. And then I would go home and I would cry and I would wake up and I'm like, okay, a new day. My dad told me this is adult life. Like it's a nine to five and you're miserable, but it's normal. This is the American dream. So I didn't have social media at this point. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember I sometimes people send me memes from the fat Jewish. <laughs> and I was like, that's so funny. And how cool is that, that you can just be funny and no one focuses on how he looks because I was kind of attacked a little about my looks at mm-hmm. my firm. And I was like, it's just about who he is as a person. So for fun, for myself as an escape, I created daddy issues. And the reason I called it daddy issues, I didn't put any thought into it. I was like, I have daddy issues. I'm sure everyone else does too. Mm. This will never come out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Mm. And my so face is not in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think the reason Daddy Issues became so popular was because I didn't do it for fame. Mm-hmm. I did it for my own securities. And it happened to, in the end, relate to everyone, a lot of other people out there, to their insecurities. Mm-hmm. So I started it for fun. And then it became my little escape. And like, okay, today work sucks. I can't wait till I get off of work, then I can just focus on my phone. And it became such an obsession that I was like, okay, what if I gain, what if my goal was like to gain 100 followers like every night? So every night I would go on my competitor, like the Fat Jewish and Fuck Jerry's Instagram and look at their followers. And I would go through 100 people's Instagrams, like two of their photos or comment something funny on it in order for them to notice daddy issues. Is that how, that's how you did that? That's how the you beginning got So because of my brain is no, very Roxy and I like note to self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it like, won't mm-hmm. work anymore because oh, Instagram has changed. But back uh, then, my brain is very mathematical because the way my brain well i used to also be a math tutor accounting is not that math people get mixed up but i did also used to be a math tutor (laughs) so i actually am good at math but the way my brain worked it was very calculated and then people don't even realize i was so lost and i didn't know who i was 
because like my self-esteem was completely gone because my whole life I needed people, you know, to like tell me who I am or like to like me because obviously like I have daddy issues. So I think like these women completely broke me down. I remember. So then why am I? I feel like I'm going to cry. I know. I'm not crying. Um, Anyway. Sorry, Corona. (laughs) (laughs) You already have it. We're going down together. I don't even know why I'm like getting. I think because I get emotional if I'm like if i like it's nothing wrong wrong, but i love (laughs) but see i i think we should be it's what you just said women aren't allowed to just be why is it not like like, why can't yeah why why do we have to apologize and say sorry for feeling anything well it's because i i'm like i'm i'm i feel everything so i'm feeling the emotions of what i felt in that moment i cry Probably you're an actor today <laughs> you're an actor you're like secretly a sociopath yeah um <laughs> anyway so i in that so i remember i just like they completely broke me down i didn't know who i was so when i made daddy issues like it wasn't and i've tried to explain this in the past it wasn't i didn't know who i was yet so when i was posting memes and followers were coming in then they would be like oh I love her captions. And I was like, oh, they like my captions. Suddenly it's more captions. Or I noticed, I started to notice which memes I liked more. So in a way, my followers were creating me because daddy issues became female based based on the followers and who, what they liked. And the more they were creating me, the more they were giving me confidence, the more I was like, oh, this isn't weird. Like other people are experiencing this too. And people literally formed and created me. And that's what I'm so thankful for because I feel like you know, being an immigrant, like coming to the U.S., like always feeling like an outsider, then in accounting, like getting knocked, knocked down again and obviously having daddy issues or whatever, like feeling like I wasn't good enough for my father when I was younger. And because we didn't have that like type of love, it was, it was cool when suddenly for the first time, these strangers, I felt like love from strangers and I felt like I was alone. And it was the first time in my life that I was like, oh, my God, like I f- finally have a purpose and no and, and like i finally for the first time like understand who i am and like that that was was really cool i would say about daddy issues i think like when i was 25 26 it was like the first time in my life where i was like oh like this is who i am and and anyway then i found my confidence <laughs> oh you're such a good actor. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> then I found my confidence and that's how I was able then to start helping other people with their self-esteem. But that's really where it came from. Like people formed me because I remember when I made Daddy Issues, I was writing about a girl happened to be Violetta, Violet Benson. My I had a different last name at the time. My real last name, I'll be honest, it's Kogan. So it was Violetta Kogan. Mm. But I wrote about Violet Benson, who was half British, half American. Mm. And I had a whole backstory of who she was because I was like, there's no way this cool girl would ever be me because I'm so like pathetic and this and whatever. Like no one notices me. I'm so invisible. Like that's just how I felt. And then the more I c- continued with daddy issues and people created me, the more I felt so confident in myself for the first time in my life that I became her. So it was no longer a character. Like I was daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately because i gave her that name and it started to be all these articles about her i had no choice but in a weird way to take on that name and i legally changed my name for that it became really complicated in order to go to meetings and things like that so i just plus my father asked me to change my last name for the privacy of the family and things like that so i did but it was it's honestly the coolest thing in the world like I'm forever going to be thankful for that one silly Instagram meme account that was never meant to mean anything. And it became, it literally changed my life. It's so crazy. Like my confidence level, 
it's all thanks to a meme account. Like who would have guessed? I didn't like I know who I am now because of daddy issues. Mm -hmm. Like how crazy is that? I feel like in social media, we're all trying so hard to be seen and to be liked. So we're almost curating our content for more views and acceptance and likes. But what is so incredible about your story is it was so authentic. And, and because of that, people got to see you, like really you, not the bullshit that we all like, I think we all do it with the filters and the fake captions and how life is just amazing. It's like you were completely vulnerable mm -hmm. and yourself and you're, you didn't waste your pain. And because you didn't waste your pain, it changed your life. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's, it's nice to have moments like this, like even right now having this conversation and, and tearing up to re-remember because it does humble me and it kind of does re-remind me like what my purpose is. Because I remember when I started to grow my following and I was like, oh my God, this could be something. My thought process wasn't like, I can be famous. I can make money off of this. I was like, oh my God, I may actually have a voice. How do I make a difference? Like, and my brain was always like, my goal in life is to help people heal and to help people feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'm still a human being. I still I forget about that and I go a different route where suddenly I'm I will I would I get worried about likes or mm -hmm. my brand deals and all that. And that's when I get the saddest because that's because because I realize oh my god I'm forgetting my purpose. Mm -hmm. So even moments like this right now where I got to re remember and tear up I kind of it humbles me because I re remember like why I started and why I managed to get big was because it was authentic so for anyone out there who is trying to succeed in whatever they are doing in life I think as long as you're passionate about it and it comes from inside and it's not for um like um um surface level things mm -hmm. if it's not for being famous and all that because a lot of people just want fans but they don't know mm -hmm. why so if you do it for yourself <laughs> you'll you'll be happy and I have moments where I lose myself and then when I remember why I started, which is I want to help people heal mm -hmm. and I want to be able to eventually do public speaking and go to places and make people feel good about themselves and love themselves again, then, you know, I'll always be happy. Yeah. It's a compelling story. Thank I you. mean, it really is, right? I mean, it's something to be, you know, something it's to changed my yeah. day, week, month, yeah. year. <laughs> okay, Violet, 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 what an amazing, amazing hour we've had with you. Thank you, thank you for coming You're on. You're first tears. Yeah. I am. <laughs> you popped out tears, Jerry. <laughs> you guys have never, so no. you guys have never made anyone cry on your no. podcast? Uh, I cried. I cried when uh, the psychic, the psych, when I talked about myself. <laughs> yeah. My when God. I remembered, when I remembered anal, I was like, uh. no, I talked about, um, we had a psychic here and she said about my miscarriages and how my daughter chose me and I kind of lost it. Yeah. She did get, she did get teary. It was. Thanks for they, the trigger, Violet. They were real tears. They were they real, real tears. tears. No, Amila uh, Yuvovich came on my podcast and she talked about miscarriage and I feel like I almost wanted to cry. Like listening yeah. to that was really hard. Yeah. I can't imagine what that's like. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't even yeah. imagine. Oh. All of it's just devastating. Awful. Awful. So Violet, where can people find you? So you guys can find me on um, on social media, on Instagram at daddyissues underscore or Violet Benson. You can also check out my podcast. It's called Too Tired to Be Crazy. Sometimes I talk about sex, but sometimes I also talk about healing and self-love and things like that. And I give tips on dating or breakups and things like that. Um, Too Tired to Be Crazy is on every Thursday. And it's also on Instagram at Too Tired to Be Crazy on YouTube. So definitely check that out. Oh. We love you. Thank you. So now we're going to go and record my podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
um, <laughs> I, we were supposed to do Never Have I Ever, but um, on yours, yeah. we're going to do it on mine. So definitely make sure to check out my episode. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And we are uh, Women on Top. I always forget yeah, this. Yeah, women on Top Official on Instagram and Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. And I'm Tam and Sersok. And I'm Roxy Manning. And we, we are, are Women on Top. Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.